for joining us for another amazing message from C3 Church Calgary. Our hope is that our podcast will equip and connect you to Jesus. Now prepare your hearts to receiving something new from God today. Join with me in welcoming Jenny Gilpin. Hey. Wow. It's such a privilege to, um, it's an absolute privilege to be used by God to touch all these amazing lives who then become amazing women, men, and children who a lot of them end up serving God. And uh, it is just, the, it, it, it's a dirge on the earth, but it's also an amazing privilege that God has counted my life worthy of caring. And so that's wonderful. But before I start my message today, I want to say thank you. Um, I want to say thank you to Pastor Lord and Kelly for being my friend. And um, when you're a pastor of thousands and thousands of people and run a really, really large organization, to have people that really care about you and not just about what you do is very rare. And I feel genuinely cared for and loved as a person. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, They're friends, they're rather kooky. (laughs) Slightly deranged. (laughs) But that's what I love about them. So I just want to say from the platform, thank you. And sometimes I think when you're in the midst of a, of a place where you worship, you do not realize the caliber of leaders that you have. And, and these two are outstanding in their love for people, also their understanding of God and their embracing of the future. I just think you two are amazing. But enough about you. I just really want to bring a, um, a word to your church this morning, and I just I sense that, um, oh, I'm off. I'm already on. <laughs> I really sense that God is taking this church to quite an incredible place um, because you have a heart for people like I've not seen in a lot of places I've gone. And I'm going to preach the word that I've got here this morning, but I just sense that God is going to ignite in you. Uh, the message is called The Advocate. But I believe God's going to ignite in you as a house and advocacy for your city and your nation like you've not known before. And you begin to find again a passion rising in you where where you have become passionless or you've become tired. I sense God the Holy Spirit this morning is going to come and put something in your soul and set your soul alight again. And I was um, reminded as I lay there last night, I was reminded of a time when I was 16 years old and I was at the altar in my church in Brisbane, Australia, just a very young girl, and a moment in the presence of God that set me apart for life. And it was that moment, that night, that a a prophet came and laid his hands on me when I was 16, and he said, I can see you with houses. And he said, I can see thousands of lives being cleaned up and touched by the power of God. And that was when I was 16, and I never had that first house till I was 35. But I remembered that moment in the presence of God that changed the course of my destiny. And for some of you, you've come into the church into church today. Listen, I'm just prophesying. I'm not even preaching my message. For some of you that have come into, into church today, your life's going to change in the house of God today. 
your whole life is going to be realigned with the purpose of God, where you've been tempted to run here and run there and take hold of stuff that you shouldn't. Today, your life is going to be realigned in the house of God. You're going to line yourself up with the purposes of God, and then things are going to begin to change. Is that good? I could go home now. That would do. That would do. So the title of my message this morning is called The Advocate. And to be an advocate of late has become a very, very trendy word, to be an advocate for something. And so uh, I Googled, because that's where you go for diction reads these days, isn't it? And there's so many people that are advocates for things. There's Angelina Jolie is an advocate against for human rights and refugees. Matt Damon is an advocate for worldwide clean water. Bono is from U2 is an advocate against global poverty. Our Megan, we call her our Megan now. She's getting married next Saturday. It is so good next weekend because the boys are in a men's conference. I have the house to myself to get a large box of chocolates and watch the royal wedding on my own. That is good. Our Megan, she is an advocate for women and charitable work. Princess Diana was an advocate against landmines. There's another lady called Mira Savino. She's a famous actress, and I have to tell you this story because it's hilarious. Uh, she's an advocate against human trafficking, and I found myself some years ago, um, as you do, having cocktails in the Russian embassy in London. And I walk in the door, and the first person I see is a lady head-to-toe in velvet with a crown on. So I stage left and went and had a nervous wee. <laughs> Came back in. And um, so then they're doing speeches. And I find myself in the speeches sandwiched between Muhammad Al-Fayed and the Duke of Kent. And then Mira Savino comes up to me, right, dressed head to toe in Prada with a little Prada handbag. And she was eating a, a cocktail sausage on a stick. And I don't know what overcome me. I didn't represent you very well. Because she went to put the toothpick in her Prada handbag and I couldn't, I couldn't cope with the thought. And so I often <laughs> took her toothpick and put it in my bag. <laughs> and then when the speeches were going on, I had orange juice in my hand and a white shirt. And so I clapped a little bit too loudly and spilt the entire drink down my shirt next to the Duke of Kent. So I represented you well in that place. But an advocate, an advocate is an untiring champion, an upholder, a supporter, a backer, a promoter, a protector, and a patron. An advocate is a person who puts a case on someone else's behalf, who stands in the gap in defense of another. Many of these champions stand, but few have actually given the ultimate price for their advocacy. We think of Nelson Mandela who stood for a worthy world-changing cause, who gave his entire adult life in the advocacy of equal human rights. And I found, when I was looking for videos, I found this video I'm about to show. And this is actually Nelson Mandela's speech just before he was taken to prison. But even Nelson Mandela did not die for his cause. He passed away as an old man. But I know one 
an advocate who did pay the ultimate price for you. Today, your Jesus paid the ultimate price for you. He is your backer and your defender and your patron. He is your reward. He is your champion today. He is your patron, supporter, your backer, and your promoter. He is your guardian, your justifier, and your sanctifier. He is the one today who believes in you and comes out fighting for you, who will not sit back and watch your life be ruined or unrewarded. It says in Romans 8.34, Who then is the one who condemns us? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. And then it says in 1 John 2 verse 1, But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. This, this morning, church, your defender is strong. Did you hear me this morning, church? This morning, your defender, he sits at the right hand of the Father this morning and is interceding for you. He is not just interceding for your neighbor this morning. He is interceding for you. Your defender this morning is strong on your behalf. He comes out of his corner and fights for you. You have this morning, church, you have Muhammad Ali in your corner. Your God this morning is the winner in the rumble in the jungle. George Foreman has been undefeated in the other corner of your life. But Muhammad Ali is walking out. And he floats like a butterfly and stings like a bee. <laughs> but you say to me, well, Jen, that's all very well, but it seems this morning that everything is quite silent in my life. I've developed a technique with my son, Superstar. And uh, when he lives in Sydney, and when I see him and I talk to him, and I develop this technique, and this is what I say. Oh, hello, thin air. Nice to speak to you. Because I can speak to Ryan, and for all intents and purposes, it looks like that nobody is listening. The lights are on and no one's home. <laughs> to be fair, I've met two British prime ministers now, same deal. <laughs> the lights were on, but they were, they, well, someone was home, but they were in Brexit. That's where they were. <laughs> they weren't in the room, they were in Brexit. <laughs> but I have learned one thing. A couple of days later, my son will come back to me and begin to discuss the very thing that I was talking to him about. And I had misinterpreted the silence as uninvolvement. And I had misinterpreted his silence as disinterest. And that is what at times we do before God. We think because things have gone silent that he is either disinterested or uninvolved. 
We take his timing as wrong. But there is some incredible scripture, and I'm going to read it to you this morning. In Psalm 34, verse 4 to 7, it says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him, and he saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Psalm 34, let the word of God do the talking, I always say. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Verse 15, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them, and he delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Firstly, in the silence, God's intent is that we are delivered from our fears before we are delivered from our situation. He wants to deliver us from fear to trust him that even in the midst of our situation, he is at work. And I love that passage in Psalm 91 where it says, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. I love that word pestilence because we don't use it anymore, do we? Like, have you used the word pestilence in the last week? No. Pestilence to me is like all the world's cockroaches came out at once. That's pestilence. He says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor all the cockroaches in the world that stalk in the darkness. And nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. I think God's got it covered. Morning, night, day, cockroaches, everything. He's there. And God wants you to know today that his ear is positioned in your direction. Do you know what I find in God's silent times? I find that his closeness and his comfort come so near. I can, I can literally feel him encamping. And the reason at times that God doesn't move on your agenda is that he wants you to feel the encamping of the Holy Spirit around you before you see his breakthrough. To know that closeness. And he wants you to know that the timing of your deliverance is absolute perfection. But let me illustrate what I'm going to say next with this. I am not known as an angry person. Ask my friends. I'm not. And, and I'm also fairly quiet. I know you don't believe that, but that's also true. Fairly quiet. And in 27 years of being the pastor in Sheffield, 
There have been three times that people can say Jenny got really mad. Three times. There were the times when I came out of my corner. Because usually I go to my prayer corner and let God do the smiting. <laughs> but there were three times. And all, each one of those three times is, was when somebody was hurting one of our flock. So Mama Bear came out of a corner. Don't you dare touch God's kids. Well, all those three times. And apparently I'm told that if my left eyebrow raises and I go even quieter, Apparently, that means I'm serious. But there is a moment when I come out of my corner and when I become an advocate. And there is a time and a moment when God just comes out of his corner. And God spoke to me very clearly about you and this house today that the time has come, that God is coming out of his corner with a spirit of deliverance over this house and over your lives. The time has come, the Lord says, I will no longer be still. Because so often we accuse God of just sitting there and watching. But I've come with a word on my spirit today that God is coming out of his corner on your behalf. Isaiah 42 verse 13 says, The Lord will march out like a champion. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. And with a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. Amen. And then it says in the next verse, For a long time... I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, if you have ever been with a woman in childbirth, this is not a quiet experience. Although my son this morning was telling me about a movie called Quiet. Oh, yeah, it's not something I want to see. And apparently you've got to be quiet or a monster comes and gets you. Just an aside for your benefit and your edification this morning. It says, but now, like a woman in childbirth, I will turn darkness into light before them. And I will make the rough places smooth. These things I will do. And I will not forsake them. This is your advocate, your deliverer in 2018. This is your dad standing in front of the train. This is your big brother at the school gate. This is a mother defending her children. And this is the lawyer defending the innocent. This is the Lord of the host of heaven saying, enough. I've heard your cry and I have never forsaken the righteous. I am for you. And I go before you. The defender of the fatherless is strong. The one who watches injustice and determines to bring evil to account. The one who steps in to provide for you, who watches over need and waits for a cry from a faithful heart. 
the God who opened the sea for all Israel to walk through and then took the wheels off the chariots of the pursuing foe. This year is the year of deliverance where God determines that he will no longer be still. And as I was thinking about this this morning, I realized this is why. Because you as a house have stood in advocacy for so many other houses and for so many other people. And you've given your lives away as a church. And God would say, I am coming now, says the Lord. And I will do for your house what you have desired and fought for for others. Your deliverer is strong. For those of you today, I wonder if I can have the musicians. There are those of you in this house today, now listen to me now. This is a word from heaven. Who for years have given and given and given financially. Let me, let me paint the picture here. For 27 years, I think Dave and I have been in the top 5% givers in our church and still are. And, and there are a lot of much wealthier people than us in our church. But we've given because we have a dream. And there are some of you here today that have given and given and given. And God would say to you today, I am coming on your behalf in this year. And I will bless you with the things that you sacrificed on the behalf of others. Because the Bible says that he will give back in this life. Those that have given away mothers and fathers and houses and lands. And I stand as that person. I gave away countries and houses and lands and mothers and fathers. And God says, I'll come and reward you in this life. Your God has not been silent. I want you to stand with me this morning, church. For some of you, you felt like God has been silent. And you have misinterpreted his silence for disinterest. You have misinterpreted his silence for uninvolvement. But all the while, your advocate, your defender, has been working in the shadows on your behalf. And if you would lift your hands to heaven this morning and say, God, I invite you one more time. Come on, right across this place. God, I invite you one more time. I deliberately lay aside today my cynicism. I deliberately today lay aside my exhaustion. I deliberately this morning lay aside my unbelief. And Father, I step forward in my spirit. Deliverer, advocate, and great defender, would you come? Come on, begin to talk to God. Right now, right across this place. Begin to invite him. Say, deliverer, advocate, my great defender, would you come? Come on, I need to hear your voice. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come, Holy Spirit? I want you right now to picture in your spirit the thing that you need God to break through this year. And I want you to raise your hands to God now with that thing in your hand. And say, Father, this is what I need you. My defender is strong. This is what I need you to do in 2018. Father, I present, lift your hands again one more time. You are our great defender.
are so strong. And Father, I ask you to come out of your corner as our untiring champion in 2018, in Jesus' name. Let's give him a hand of praise. Come on, praise him like you believe he's going to come. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jenny, and thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being in the house of God today. Happy Mother's Day to you all. Hold on to that word of promise and have yourself an awesome day. Through those doors walk winners filled with promise. And the second service, she's going to preach a different message. So you're welcome to stay as well as you want. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah.